Welcome back, welcome back to episode 5. You are listening to After Dark Paranormal Quest and this is episode 5. You are joined by myself, Dave, and you are also joined by my colleague and right. fellow investigator, <laughs> yeah. give it a chance. <laughs> so pretty much this uh, this is episode 5 and we are going to, to be talking about Binbrook, REF Binbrook, which is a from REF base that we uh, investigated very early on in our investigation, um, the start of our HDC startup. So I think, like you've mentioned before, but August time, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it's about August time, yes. Give or take. It might have been July, but it was, yeah, it was a while ago now. It is a hell of a while ago. This whole area is huge in its in its size. We had the unpre- unprecedented right, sorry, to the Heritage Centre, um, but the actual, the full um, area itself is huge. Um, it's, it's got um, area shelters, hangars. It's got a church on there, hospital. You know, yeah, a lot, a lot of the hangars have been converted into... They're on like kind of businesses, aren't they? Yeah. Um, some of them have. There's still some of the original ones there and stuff. Um, but yeah, like I said, the grounds are absolutely huge. So if we was to get the chance to do that full location, you'd have to... Be a week. Yeah, it's massive, yeah. It's you wouldn't be able to cover it all. No, not at all. The base itself is steeped in history, like most locations that we go to. This particular one is uh, steeped in about 120 years of history. Um, with everything all on site, um, when we did go into the war, they had to have everything there and ready for, for war, basically. So everything was all on site for all the pilots and hierarchy. Um, but that, that also includes um, entertainment because when, of course, the, the country's not at war and everyone's staying on site, you need to entertain everyone. Yeah, because be on standby, water, so they can't leave. That's exactly what it was. Everyone was on standby. So they had a big heritage centre with a big massive stage there and... Um, they used to call in um, external performers, preferably normally women, because uh, with it being a very men-orientated thing there, women com- coming in and doing in what they do to entertain the males there, I think it kind of worked, so mm, yeah. they did it that way. But um, we kind of, when we did the investigation, we realised it was females, because the voices we got through were female. There was, yeah, the singing, yeah. That <laughs> was amazing, that one. Oh, again, shush, you're jumping let me get into yeah, that part. <laughs> you got to build up to it. Oh, days. Yeah, there was no singing. Just forget that part. God almighty. So, no, this is episode five, and it's going to be based on that. Um, so, pretty much this whole area, when we arrived, we arrived with um, a fellow colleague, uh, Michelle, which has been on the... She's been on the channel ever since, to be honest with you. Yeah, she has, yeah. She's yeah. Apart from the... Oh, yeah, yeah. Going she's forward, been, yeah. Yeah, she's been on the channel ever since. <laughs> And uh, she was with um, her son, Brent, and her son's partner, um, Chloe. So we And Richard as well. I was, Richard Richard, well. Yeah. I was So we had pretty much quite a lot of people there. And we did start off um, just in front of the stage area, um, did a few sweeps, had a walk around, get um, get a, a, a use in a field to the place, basically. Because the actual Binbrook, um, what do you call it, the heritage centre that we was in, sorry, it was actually still a fair space. It was two levels, wasn't it? So yeah, yeah. We had rooms above us and we had a big big area below. When I first walked in, it, it felt cold, felt dingy and um, smelled like a care home. And I wasn't really feeling it, considering the amount of past that was in in with these walls. It just didn't didn't feel quite yeah, right. Yeah, I think when we got there, like I say, I think it was probably the biggest location we'd ever been to. You know, out of all, I mean, we'd only done a few prior to doing Binbrook, but that would have been the biggest location we've been to. It would have been. No, it definitely was. Fucking hell, yeah. Yeah. Even the building itself was the biggest building we've been to. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. At yeah. that point, yeah. 
Yeah, the location in general, yeah, that's huge. Um, but yeah, the actual building was actually in, and we investigated that night. It was it's fairly big, fairly big indeed. Um, so yeah, of course we had a quick walk around and see what what we thought, and then we we all sat down and started calling out. Uh, what are your memories of um, the whole location, Brett? Um, I remember obviously we sat there when we first got in there, around in like sort of a kind of a circle on it. Um, doing sort of like an EVP session, and I was sort of panning around with the SLS, hoping to capture something. Um, and then we had, oh, we had the motion balls there as well. We had all them dotted about, so we had our own set, and then Michelle had brought her own set as well. Um, we also had um, a couple of laser grids in there as well, didn't we? A couple of, oh yeah, really, the laser yeah. grid, yeah. So we had Michelle, Michelle had a laser grid. We just recently got one, so we tried that as well. Why haven't we used ours since? You still got yours, haven't you? Yeah, I've just forgot to bring it to be fair. Yeah. Would you forget your SLS on an investigation? No. So why are you forgetting that? Can't be de- can't be dealing with the excuses, but <laughs> it's like going to work and forgetting your your work shoes. I think I think the thing is with the the laser grid. I don't know. I mean, it's it'll be good. I can help you out there. To be honest with this laser grid, it's got to be very close proximity rooms. Where yeah. walls are fairly close, and you're you're going to be able to stare at this wall for long enough that if a shadow did cross over it, you would literally pick it up. Yeah, or set up like like say a still camera, but then coming back to reviewing that, it's going to be a bit of a bit of a drone going through all that. <laughs> Watching lights. So who would look? Who would? Have yes, to look okay, for that? you would look through that. So I'm thinking of I'm thinking of you really. <laughs> no, you're not. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, so. We yeah, that's another story that in itself. We could actually start using that from now on in really, but I never I keep forgetting. Yeah, I'll stick it in my uh, little bag. So I don't bring my full um my full case and that do I normally. No. And I think it is oh no, it's yeah, it's in the in my actual silver case. Yeah, it is, yeah. I just you know last our last episode was the two things that I was gonna mention on this episode. The first one was that spirit that follows me. Yes. Yeah. I just remembered that it just came to me. That spirit that follows me, we couldn't remember a name. It began with an L. And for the sake of me, I was trying to remember and I just couldn't remember. Even when we came off air, I still couldn't remember. So I asked Michelle. It's actually Lucy. Lucy or Lucille. Yeah. And we did, One of the two. I'm bouncing off subject here, but you know what I'm like. We did a, a, a revisit of a, a very, very good investigation Manchester Arms pub. We actually did a revisit last week and cut a long story. Very, very short because we actually aren't supposed to be talking about this location. On our equipment came through, um, Lucille. Yeah, it? did yeah, Lucille. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was the first one. What was the second one that I wanted to mention? Oh, that was it. The episode where I left the EVP on my voiceover in, on YouTube. Oh yeah. Yeah. The episode, I believe that is. That is, that is I believe it is Suicide House Part Two. I've. I've double checked and you will I think it's in the first ten minutes that it comes up with. So if you're intrigued or want to find out what it says or just listen to it with your own ears, click on that and see what you think. I'll just pop that in there for Yeah, me. yeah. Anyway. So back to the original um original talk, RF Bin book. So yeah, so the um where was we? It was in the stage area. Well yeah, in the stage, stage area, weren't we? It was in the stage area. We started doing calling out. I found I found it really quiet. It, yeah, yeah, there was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. I think was doing like an EVP session for a good hour. half hour, forty-five minutes. I'd oh, say. So that point where your legs are working and you still sat down. Yeah. So then we sort of decided to move towards the stage area um, and go sit up there for a little bit. Yeah. And we did the same again, didn't we? Motion balls, um, EVP record uh, call out, and we left the SLS just in the corridor. 
um, again just to try and pick something up. Yeah, I must admit, behind that stage area, I think that's where it started to feel creepy. But mm, in all yeah. fairness, though, there was four of us. No, there was me, you, and Mark, Mark, and Michelle, Richard. There four, so there was Brad. like yeah, seven of us. Yeah, seven of us. And there was a lot of stuff on that on that stage as well, wasn't yeah, there? It was, so it's trying to sit somewhere. It was chipping over, chipping over ourselves. And when we went behind that stage, yeah, it felt creepy. But because you're in a close proximity and you got a big, massive, old period curtain covering you, uh, it kind of it's going to add to the feel. But the best part about it was when we all finally sat down and had everything set up. I clicked my EVP recorder on and I put it between my legs. And you know when you have that split second where no one talks for a good. Yeah, it was just quiet, 15, wasn't it? 10, 15 seconds where we were all just, just digesting what we're going to say mm. and just going on to our next choice and then our next move. We thought, then we heard, well, I thought, because I remember saying out loud. You did, yeah. Can anyone hear that? And it was like a low-tone murmur. So I can explain it. And it sounded to me at that present time we that thought, it, it was outside. Yeah, we thought it was near the stairs, didn't we? So yeah. me and Mark went down the stairs to check. And then we went into like the side room and where they'd normally get changed and stuff like that, you know, ready for the show. And we did a quick sweep in there, but yeah, we couldn't hear anything or nothing else come about it. No, I couldn't hear anything, but but we we all picked up with our ears. Because, um, yeah, because I put my head near the door, didn't I? The fire exit, to see if I could hear anything outside. <laughs> yeah, that was We it. thought it could have been like a, a, somebody's house, you know, in the distance, playing music or, do I don't know, something to cause that noise, but it was, it was, it was quiet. Nothing. And then, of course, you think you heard something, um, and that's it, you move on to the next thing. So then when I came home and checked it out, um, on the EVP that we actually picked up a clear, clear, clear woman singing and it was the weirdest thing I've ever heard. When I picked it up first of all with my own ears um, on, on my system that we use, it took me back a step because it's all hearing an EVP but I've never actually heard a residual mm. energy re-loop. It sounded period voice. as well though, didn't it? Oh, the tone God, of the voice and just the way it was. And then we even checked the song out Michelle she checked the music out because it sound, she said she's heard the song before. I don't know if I told you this part. No, no. And I was like, right, okay, yeah, that's fine. And then she got back to me and she sent me a YouTube clip. I'll have to, I'll have to pick it up for you and mm, show you. Yeah, yeah. And it literally, spot on. Absolutely spot on. And it was like a 1930s song. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounded really the, weird the, song. the EVP sounded real, oh, period. crazy. She went, I knew I'd heard it before and it was, it was his exact matchup and this young woman, well, I presume she was young, I don't yeah. know. And, um, singing along to it and well you'd have thought it'd have been like in the 20s when you were somewhere for you'd think mid-20s so. like, yeah you'd think so you would think so so that was the first capture and a, a great start to the investigation i mean don't get me wrong we didn't listen to back real time so we didn't know at the yeah, so up, and, up so. until then it was pretty much a quiet, quiet. night yeah literally quite <laughs> what we thought anyway <laughs> yeah. and then uh yeah so we did a little uh look on around the stage area and stuff like that uh the whole building at this point it's one of those where you know when you go to an investigation you're gonna have to work um, to build up the energy, let the spirits know that you're here for a reason, and you you want kind of communication with, um, but any spirit that wants to communicate on um, regarding the afterlife. So we knew we'd have to work for it, but being behind that stage opened my eyes because that's where I felt most creepiest out of all the areas that we did. I don't know. I mean, I wish personally we had access to all the hangers and oh, just it, one hanger. Just yeah, because there was a there was a pilot, weren't they? <clears throat> yeah. What was his name? Oh God, rocking my brain now. You said his name so many times that night. Oh, Clubfoot. <laughs> Clubfoot. Yeah, you got to for yourself. Yeah, right? yeah, that's it. Clubfoot. That was his nickname, that. wasn't it? Because he tried to bomb 
sabotage someone else's it did uh, yeah. with <laughs> with it all being in close proximity with this uh, this uh, Right, we'll start this again. We're having problems with our mics, they've just turned off. So Clubfoot, in general, has his own story. With um, all the hierarchy and everything, all entertainment-wise, being mainly in this building that we was actually investigating this night, Clubfoot um, got a bit jealous, to say the least, of a fellow pilot because there was a lot of females coming in to perform and... Not perform, cause, what is it? Do performances and that. Yeah. yeah, for the pilots and stuff. Like entertainment and things like that. Yeah, one certain woman she got, kind of got close to one of Clubfoot's fellow colleagues and Clubfoot didn't like it. Mm, yeah. So there's a bit of tension between them. And what Clubfoot, his nickname's Clubfoot, his real name is Sergeant... Sinclair. Sinclair. Sinclair, yes. Yeah, so his real name is Sergeant Sinclair. And he, what he did, he um, sabotaged his fellow pilot's plane by running to it before it set off and putting a homemade explosive bomb on the wing of it. But sadly, when he did this, it exploded. So he blew himself up on the actual runway itself. And this is recorded documentation. I've seen recorded information and documents on this uh, via the news, which is fantastic to, you know, to confirm it all. Uh, and so he's supposed to sit and reside in this, uh, this building to this day. Um, and also people have said that they'll see his apparition, like walk at the yeah. airstrip and stuff. Um, and one of the bomber hangers, he likes to show himself a lot. Yes. And I know his shadow figure does get seen a lot in certain hangers, but because we didn't have access to any of the hangers, which is I'm still gutted about to this day, having no access to the actual hangers and the church, which was only next door, um, the hospital, which again is another place to yeah, that'd have been good, good to activity there, in. I think that'd be creepy though, if we was to get in that hospital. I think it'd be a really, really creepy feeling. Well, you can imagine. I mean, the base itself, nothing, no, not it wasn't hit by anything. Mm. No, the Germans or anything like that. So there was no actual bombs dropped in the actual base. It's one only one of a few surviving bases that actually survived in England at that time. So no damage was ever created. But I still hazard a guess there was still people that passed in that hospital because it would have been used for the local yeah, area. Yeah, it? I was going to say, there would have been people who have passed over. So it would have been a great area to, to investigate. Or any pilots would have come back and they've been injured and they could have you know, oh, suffered yeah, really, really well. bad injuries and then obviously died or in the process. General illness as well. Yeah, thing. yeah. So we never had access to any of that. So we just had this communal hall. The communal hall was, was nice, don't get me wrong, but I just didn't think at that time when we walked in that... In that I just wasn't feeling it. I can cut this part out. I just wasn't feeling it at the time, but when the investigation came to light and we was going on a bit further with the investigation, it kind of just, if it kind of fitted in. But the overall feel of the building itself. Saying that though, looking back though, it was our first investigation, so I wasn't overly experienced in investigating. No, yeah. To be fair, we'd only done a few prior to this, so we're still again. It was still every every time you got an investigation, you're still learning. You learn new things all the time. But we were still sort of at basic, really. When we had, we had all the kit with us and stuff like that, we had great technology with us, but we were still... I don't know, I don't think we did. I think yeah, we had them, them two rubbish cameras. No, you had your... You didn't have the camera you've got now. You've I, had got can, I had my Canon. Canon, that's the one, yeah, the Canon. But I couldn't use that because it got no night vision. So and Yeah. And I remember, like, the Mark was doing B-roll, so I didn't need it. Yeah, it was. Yeah, 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 it was camera, camera, yeah. So... In all fairness, the only camera I had was what I've got now to the stairs with Sony Night Vision. I think another thing regarding it as well, though, I think, because normally if we're doing like EVP call-ups and stuff like that, it's normally just me, you and Mark. But then on this occasion, we had Michelle there, we had Richard there, 
with Brandon and his girlfriend. So there's a lot more people there. So you sort of come out of your comfort zone because obviously you're just there in a quiet room speaking mm. and there's like another six people there. Yeah. So I think that was a, a bit of a wake-up call as well. The whole location itself, I think it was a bit of a wake-up call. Um, having people there as well doing an investigation, but it's kind of like it felt like you do an investigation um, on stage, like two people. Yeah. So when you're calling out, you got you know you've got like six pairs of eyes. No, that, I think you. I think I think when you ask the question as well, though, in that in that scenario, you sort of doubt yourself as well. You know, you've asked the question, yeah. you think, oh, did I do that right or? Should I have asked something different? And I think that would go for it. Go for a man, man. If I was like, yeah, I must agree. I totally agree with that one. I mean, it was, it was, it was good nonetheless. It was still, I mean, we're still in our learning curve kind of days, so it was still good. We did um, on that same night as well. Sorry, there was a basement which was connected to the uh, property itself, and this basement was horrible. Yeah, I had an underpass all the way through, didn't it? I? Did yeah. It's literally once you go down there. First of all, you can hear a pin drop because it's deadly, deadly quiet. Um, but just walking down the stairs, everything was just concrete, so it just felt eerie straight away. And then you walk down the tunnel at the end of of it, and you have all I can explain is like a, a, a an escape hatch. Yeah, which led to is. the roundabout in front of the heritage centre. Did it? So it went under the road, and then yeah, the hatch you could see where you know it said the where at the wall, and it said Binbrook. Yeah, like the little wall on the roundabout. Where I think there was some flowers around it. The hatch was there. Oh wow! I didn't notice that part. Yeah, so that that yeah, they were on escape just in case they were to get bombed, and um, they could get out of the building um, safely and quick, which it was fantastic to go down. So I took um, um, Bren, which was Michelle's kid. I took his partner Chloe down there. Me and I just did um, a solo down there. She and was new to. She this was probably her first investigation. Oh, she was she's never she's never been on. No, she's never done anything like this before. before. She was. So I think that's why you wanted beans. to take her down there, didn't you? Because yeah. she'd be more nervous. So. Should drive up technically the activity, because uh, obviously they feed off your energy. Yeah, they do. Yeah, um, that's what I primarily thought at the time. That with her being so fresh and new to it, and she was really, uh, I want to say uh, over enthusiastic, but she wasn't. She was just enthusiastic, which was good to see. Mm, yeah. Because um, we we was a unit at this point doing what we do, so having an external person was very very interesting in what we do. I mean, um, she was probably bouncing around, wasn't she? Was, yeah. She was giddy. She was. I mean, she. She was excited. Yeah, she was excited, <laughs> but but then when it came to me and her doing solos and that, she'd ask stupid questions like, "What are you have for tea tonight?" I'm like, "What?" Well, honestly, <laughs> yeah. I think I had to pause my recording. But she's so, only young as well, and yeah. so she probably felt that. She, yeah, she, and I said to her, "You can't ask a spirit like that." I mean, you don't even know they eat anything. And she's like, "Yeah, but I feel nervous," <laughs> and she's kind of cute when she said it. But so I was like, "Just pretend in your head that." this spirit is definitely dead and then just ask what you would ask a spirit if it was definitely dead you know you have to kind of yeah come down oh, to ask level. questions to find out facts about the spirit yeah essentially and she kind of got used to it it took about four hours like yeah. kind of used to it. <laughs> speaking of that we was in that we was in that investigation for when i left there about two o'clock oh was it two o'clock yeah it was a long while so we did that down there underneath the building itself um i checked all of it through didn't pick anything Shame, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it'd been great to have something down there. No EVPs, no cat ball action, um, not having an orb, which is weird. Um, and it felt when we were down there, yes, it felt a bit eerie, but you kind of know in your sixth sense that nothing's being picked up. And it's that, yeah, and I think I think it feels more eerie because, like you say, you've got that it's it's pitch black down there, which it was, and mm. then obviously, even if you've got even if you've got ambient light, you've got that walkway down the ladders at the end, which is creeps you out anywhere, yeah. And it's pitch black. You can't mm, see it. She yeah. could stand next to me and I'd be none the wise. <clears throat> yeah. So we've, I, we walked out after that and I said, look, we need to try and kind of go with a plan B. 
Now we've heard we've heard from the caretaker that let us into the building previously that upstairs uh, the main hallway connecting various of rooms, and these rooms are used for one of them is um, a yoga thing, wasn't it? Yeah, the conveyor, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. it's at the end of the corridor, wasn't it? Yeah, and then the other rooms were just like little spare offices and stuff like that. But the woman who let us in, she did say, if you're going to get any activity, we'll be in that um, corridor. So I was like, and I remembered this conversation, so I was like, stuff it. So I took Chloe upstairs to the corridor, and we, we sat at the very end of the corridor, and we called out. And that's where we picked up on editing when I looked back at it, my first um, EVP, which was a woman. And I remember rightly, I mean, this was a while ago, Chloe asked, um, we got, no, what it was, we got a name for on the Spirit Talker. Mm. I can't remember the name got a woman's name through and chloe asked is that your name and i'm and i'm so the evp that came through was yeah mm-hmm like that yeah i do remember something that now, like yeah. that, that mm-hmm. and it sounded like very much it was right at the end of the corridor that we picked it up at. oh yeah because my evp recorder was right at the end of the corridor yeah you left it there yeah so we picked that up and that was literally minus the singing behind the stage and a couple of cat balls going off from the stage area was the only thing we picked up from that whole area. Yeah, we did a few more stuff in other rooms, didn't we, like the front room opposite the yeah. theatre, but yeah, out of all of that, yeah, we had EVPs, that's really all what we picked up, to be honest. Which is a weird thing, really, when you think about how much history is there, but it kind of isn't at the same time, because, yes, the base was active during its war, during the war, both wars, but it never got hit by the Germans. Mm, yeah. It was, it was used in the war, so they were the flown from there, which is proven because we check, I checked the history on that. So they have flown and, and and then flown back to that base afterwards, but there was no clear disasters ever happened on there. So literally, this base is is been active through through its its time it's been running, but it actually hasn't necessarily been used primarily for war, and nothing's actually been dropped on it to actually damage or kill anyone. So. The story of Clubfoot, yes, it's a fantastic story, but in my head, is that all it was? Is mm. that something that's been conjured up over the 100 plus years it's been running to make the place more appealing in its later life? Again, we don't know, but we ne- we had nothing evidence-wise to back that up. No, we didn't. We, we didn't I mean, if we'd have probably got anything Clubfoot-wise. If we'd have got, if we was able to get into a bunker or something like that, then it could have been a different story, but... Because we need to add as well. If Watson Butts is one of them. No, it is. The big time. And we need to add as well, when we got to the location, we bumped into... Um, were there father and son, them two, or they were just colleagues? I think there was colleagues. But one well, one was just young and live one, they? So it was an older, older gentleman, probably in his 30s, 40s, and a younger kid, definitely in his 20s, one of them. Yeah. And the, the younger um, kid there pulled a few of us aside and told them a story. I mean, you can... I mean, I wasn't there. So you'll have to explain the story for the for Yeah, I'm just people. trying. I, I do remember him saying about a worker there um, in one of the bunkers and of, like inside Hangers. the bunker. Uh, hang, hang, uh, sorry. <laughs> um, and I think it had like an office in there. And I'm just trying to think what he was saying to me. Um, but he said that he'd gone in, I think. He'd gone into the office. Um, and as he walked into the office, he thought his boss or his other colleague was sat in the chair. Yeah, sat in the chair. So he'd, I think he'd put his coat down or got his coat. Then he'd come back out. And then somebody else come up to him and said, oh, what did he say? 
I remember you do. I remember you telling me a story where the, the kid had walked into with one of these old hangers. That yeah, but it was but it was locked. And he said that his, so it was locked. His, his a colleague of his was he knew was staying late. One of his yeah. colleague, so he walked in and just seen this apparition, normal person, just sat in a chair, working yeah. away. <laughs> but, was, but the door was locked because when he when he approached this other guy, he's like, "Oh, no, I've just locked up. I've just left that that, yeah. that office and I've locked up. There's no one in there." Yeah. So he's walked in, seen this apparition, looks so clear as day. He might like, not have gone in. I might have got confused. I think what might have happened then is he's gone in there, he's got his coat or his bits or whatever locked up. And then somebody's gone into that hangar, and obviously in the office, a few windows, yeah, gone in, and then obviously seen someone in the chair. So he's come out, and then spoke to this other guy and said, "Oh, is he working late or saying?" Oh, that was it. Yeah, yeah. He's like, "Oh, there's no one in there. I've just locked up now." So they've gone back in. I've just seen somebody in there. So they've gone back in. And there's no one there. There's no one there. Yeah. And the kid, like you can see it in his face, couldn't you? Do you know know when someone tells you a story about anything regarding the paranormal, or they're just not too sure about? The first thing that you do, and you don't know you do it, is you're reading that person's body language mm. and I pers- this is my personal thing anyway uh, you read the body language and that's what said you don't know you're doing it and you can just tell the expression and the yeah, tone of the, the voice, tone of voice and the weather explaining he it. was explaining it and he wants to explain it in such detail and you can hear it in his voice that this thing will happen yeah. and it scared the living daylights out of him and to this day can't understand why and how he, he just completely missed it but it's just a really good story to hear that stuff like that, that does happen to to anyone general i mean i think he did say and i'm sure matt told me this that he wasn't a believer until that moment oh yeah yeah he did he say didn't, he didn't believe anything he was, a, he was a skeptic regarding yeah. it then he said since then it's just so to totally change man which it just shows you i mean like you say we always say you know there'll be loads of people who are interested in the paranormal but they just don't promote it they don't talk about it because they just feel embarrassed maybe i don't know it's almost like <laughs> It's very much almost like a, an omen not to believe because people judge you on it. Mm. Like the music that you listen to. Like I've said before on previous podcasts, I've been in the shower and I've put some music on and little mixes coming and I've been singing away. Yeah. Happy as Larry in that shower to myself in my own home and it's been little mix. But if I told the colleague at work yeah. that, they'd laugh their head off at me and say, yeah. what the hell are you listening to little mix for? So in my head, I'm thinking, oh, but if I listen to a tune that's got um, a massive background beat to it and mm. everyone knows it in a beat there that makes it more substantial it doesn't no. you know what I mean it's it's one of those things where people prejudge you on your hobbies and your thoughts and your beliefs and it shouldn't be like that no it shouldn't this is the way the world works now it, it, it's a sad state of affairs that if you didn't in my head I mean I was bullied as a kid ever so slightly only just because I was in the rugby team and stuff like it never really happened but the year above me I had a few little individuals that like to take the make and I got mm. a few digs in the arm and stuff like that. You're gonna get Yes. Yeah, just go on it. Yeah, you just go up and you, you get you go through that. But as as life's gone on, it kinda comes to you how it works and, and what actually happens and it just seems in my head that if you do not or you are not seen to be liking something that everyone else likes, then you're classed as an outcast and you yeah. stand out for the wrong reasons. <clears throat> It should not be like that. Like, no. people that know me, I'll tell you, you got me on one now. You have to, all you got to do is say <laughs> one thing, and it just triggers something in my head. So, when I firstly got interested in the paranormal, I used to watch it religiously, and that's just pretty much how I really got the bug for it. So, any kind of paranormal TV program, whether it's rubbish, good, mediocre, uh, English, American, any country. I, just, I think you get intrigued, though, don't you? Because even if nothing happened, you watch the next episode. You think, well, something could happen. Yeah, and that's what that's what I'm like. Yeah, so I've always watched them to 
to see what they're seeing and to kind of feel what they're feeling of course we ended up making a decision and, and trying to feel and see that ourselves but that's again we've mentioned that on previous podcasts um so that's just one of those but that's how i really got into it and what it is it's just it's, it's a weird state of affairs like i didn't tell anyone about it because i knew damn well people would judge me and it's only like when you get to your late third well my personal opinion you get i got to my late affairs i just thought i didn't give a flying f-u-c-k i just didn't mm-hmm. care anymore and then now when i go to uh, a job or i go and speak to someone i would never like in the pub or something like that <clears> and they say oh so what do you do what then you what you been up to like and, I, and I explain it to them because i explain it in such an awe and such a passion and my voice radiates and they hang on every word that i say because i've got a true belief that life does exist after that after uh, when you when you pass over this person sat in front of me and they're like flabbergasted and then yeah. listen to everywhere i've got i was to gonna say, say i bet when you're doing that i was just about to ask I bet they're like oh, they they're amazed. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they'll turn around and say, and they ask me questions, and they're intrigued. And, yeah. And I think personally, I think everyone in this entire world is intrigued, mm. but only I'd say. But then if, after all those questions, this person or whatever, if this scenario ever come again, they ask you all these questions about, oh, have you seen this? Or done, what's happened? And then at the end of it, so do you, do you believe it? Nah, nah, I don't believe any of that, mate. Yeah. But oh, after all back. those questions, yeah. it's like, hang on a minute, you've just been so interested. It's like they're going to a trance. Yeah. And all of a sudden, when they break out of it and you ask them, oh, so are you interested in the paranormal? Nah, nah, I ain't got an interest. I'm just curious. Yeah. So yeah, go yeah, back to the manly, yeah. manly thing or the womanly, yeah. womanly that's thing. The, that's yeah. the one where it's just curious. I'm just all curious. And it's like, mm, you're going to go home now and you're going to start watching some stuff. Big time. Definitely. The amount of people that, um, you see, I'll tell you a few little facts to everyone listening uh, how little things that you shouldn't really broadcast so every time someone subscribes to my channel i get a personal email and the email tells me the username uh your original name and it says when you subscribe so whatever minute it was or five minutes ago what this other and it's a notification direct from youtube the amount of people i've spoke to on my old workplace or just general either at the pub like i've mentioned or just anywhere in passing and then literally you'll see it come on your email ping and well, they've, they've registered they've subscribed <laughs> and you think wait there you just told me an hour ago i don't believe and well, they yeah, seem to the subscribe to the yeah. channel but yeah it's one of them isn't it you, right, you've well, converted somebody yeah, yeah <laughs> converted yeah but you'll always find that though and it's it's it's, it's weird like i just don't understand why people believe in this world that if you don't love or believe in something that everyone else does then um you're going to be outcasted it's not like that and in the, the day if you've got a passion for something go out there and do it yeah you progress with it like oh, say you've, you, do it. You, you know you, you you create your own goals and you try and then the main focus is to accomplish those goals and like dave was saying you know it's yeah when you're younger you sort of tend to follow other people pattern. because you think that's you follow that's, the pattern yeah that thing's right that's normality and you, you don't want to be an outcast and stuff like that but like say when you get to a certain age you're just like well it's like i'm just doing this when what? you've been here before that one saturday night the music i was putting on my tv you must have thought what the hell because mm. you kept saying to me play the stuff that you were like so i thought stuff it i will yeah and you must have thought uh well, this is like quite a lot of times you're going oh i remember this oh yeah, i remember this yeah. it's just stuff that's drained in my head so many years ago and it's never gone out and it's just certain songs that i, I enjoy it's oh, just nice. I think, well, songs like that like say what you was playing and things it just brings back memories for when we was younger and doing whatever we was doing i it's... never forget them memories. Yeah. i've got so many memories as a kid and I, it's something that will always be drummed inside me and i'll never forget 
Um, like a, that's why I love music because it just gives you. Oh, it just brings them all back. Have you ever had it where you've been doing something like I don't know, going to a shop or something, and you've had that one smell like you've never smelt for in like twenty years, but it's brought back a memory of twenty yeah. years ago. <laughs> yeah. I've had that so many times, and you think, where the hell is that memory come yeah. from? That's like a music track. If I'm flicking through YouTube because YouTube's really good, it's got a good al- algorithm. So if I'm listening to a certain genre of music, it will then pick up stuff that's very similar to era. Yeah, but well, so then I, it gets you onto new songs, then, doesn't it? And it's, yeah, it mixes it yeah. up. It's similar like it's what Spotify does actually, and sometimes they'll come across a song, for example, that you've not heard in God knows how many years, but then it brings back all these memories, and then memories flooding back to your head, which you thought you'd forgot and you couldn't remember, calms you. Yeah, you know I mean? and you just, you just get like a little smile on your face, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Depending what obviously memory comes through and stuff. If it's a yeah, definitely it does, and I and I just think if you if you believe in something and you really want to go and and, and achieve something, I'll just go for a hobby that maybe not necessarily everyone has. Go and bloody do it. I seriously think just go out there and do it because if you don't do it, you're gonna only gonna turn back to yourself in ten years' time and think, why didn't I ten years ago push something that I really believe in? And yeah, like, this is very much that. how HDC started, I believe. Yeah. Because I came out of a ten year relationship. I swear to you, now it was. It's, I mean, you lost touch, didn't we? Yeah. Talking. And it was such a. Um, when you've been together for 10 years and you literally had one day, maybe two days apart in 10 years, so she was like my best friend at the time, of course. Um, you get into such a pattern, or such a what's the word? Um, routine, routine, you get into a routine, so everything outside that bubble is pretty much outside that bubble, and you don't really think too much of it. So, all my thoughts, aspirations, and hobbies, and something I wanted to progress in life kind of were thoughts, and that's where it stayed, and nothing really. No, it was just it was just what ifs. Yeah, and that, they're horrible and what ifs. Yeah, freaking horrible. So I'm going through life with her, and don't get me wrong, I love the bones of her, um, but also the paranormal thing and stuff like that. Never really progressed. I just ended up watching it on TV or YouTube or whatnot, and I never really progressed with actually doing it myself. And so when we split up after ten years, that everything kind of started to fit into place, and I started to question myself more. And I remember waking up. Don't get me wrong; it took me nearly a year to get over this breakup. By the way, because I'd lost my best friend. That's this is another fucking podcast, <laughs> isn't it? Um, so in that year, the amount of times you question your ability to number one be on this earth, mm-hmm. and be number two, what you want to achieve in life going forward, because you got to remember, your your heart's going through a breakup. Your heart and your brain are separate. Mm. So your heart wants to do one thing, but your brain's telling you something totally different. And in my head all the time, I'm waking up every morning thinking, right, what do I want to do today to make it different? Or what do I want to do tomorrow to make it different? To try and take my mind off the fact I'm that I'm, get over I'm going through a, dep- a depression. Literally, I was going through yeah, a depression. Yeah. Um, and it's only that random phone call from you, uh, that one night, that video call, we both had a few drinks. And yeah. That's fat. And we're just talking about ghosting. And just, oh, to be fair, we were saying about the... Uh, We've gone back, so speaking, back in time. speaking about memories, yeah, we've yeah. gone back. On, was on, we started going on about the um, Hompton. That's the, yeah, in one of the episodes, Hampton. yeah, RAF Hompton. Yeah, <laughs> we forgot the name. We just said Bunker and Wyvern. So yeah, yes, cool. RAF Hompton. Yeah, um, it was just on about that, and then you just sort of set it up. We should do it ourselves. Just start it up, and then you have your twenty-minute, half-an-hour pissed-up conversation, and then you wake up in the morning, and it's like it's like a breath of fresh air, and that second wind in your chest, and I just knew from that day on that that split second phone call, believe it or not, this is my this is my path. And ever since I started investing my energy and my efforts into After Dark, every problem I had in my life that that that, that day disappeared. Mm. And I got over Nikki, and it took me a year, all in all. 
I got over. Oh, I shouldn't have mentioned the name. <laughs> I can have that part out. I got over it and I literally push forward in life and what I want to do well and what I want to do well and achieving. And I knew this after dark. It was just a project at the time. Um, my, my mind was just taken elsewhere and I was just focused primarily on, on this. And to this day now, when I'll say this to you now, I will never in a million years ever, ever change that. Oh, no. Never I say It was a good decision to make, oh, I say, going forward. Fantastic. Now. Because it just... Oh... You know, you just want to blur, you just want to talk, talk, mm. talk, but it's not about the paranormal, but it no. is because it's how it's, how, how yeah, how it's yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've, I just, I just think when I look back at it now, sometimes now, even now, when I get up for work or when I'm making a cup of tea or watching a football or something, you know, when you just have that little, <laughs> that little time where you just sit there and ponder about yourself. Mm. Uh, I do it more than, more than often, I think, but I just, I just sit there and ponder, and think, oh God, I'm so happy where it is now because the messages I get on Instagram, there enough yeah the interactions oh my you go in. days I'll get a random message saying look I've come across your videos you're absolutely fantastic keep doing what you're doing and like you've seen the recent have you seen the recent comments on the on the recent videos on the recent video upload no not yet no just um, just like comments saying look really good investigation um, at 25 minutes so and so so and so I picked this up and I'm thinking I'm so chuffed you've listened that far yeah because it takes me 12 hours to edit it but these people are taking their time and their effort and their own life to, to watch, watch my content yeah and it makes me proud as punch. Mm. And if you look back when we finish and we go off live here, look back in our comments and there's comments after comments of people picking up things that haven't stopped picking up in the well, edit. Yeah, which and is I'll... good though. Cause, like, that's no, what it's not. Because that... <laughs> I've just edited this for 12 hours no, and no, I've but... missed fucking certain things and yeah. they've like picked it up with their own ears. I'm like, wait there. Am I doing my job that bad? <laughs> so like she was, this one woman, she's like picking up things. And I'm like, and I've, and I've flipped back on the video and I've checked and I'm like, Jesus, yeah, she's picked that up and I'm clearly hearing me here. But why haven't I picked it up on this? But, but that's what I love. It's, it's, it's. I've got a passion for something that I really, really have doing what we do. But knowing that the passion that we've got as a team, we then push on to other people that take the time out of their lives to number one listen and view our content, but number two support it. Yeah, interact with it. And interact. Well. It's just it, honestly, I don't think people listening understand what it means to a creator for to be able to read and hear and see that because every given day that i spend on this earth 90 percent of it is is revolved around after dark and how i want to push it which avenue we want to take and which word and choice i want to this that the other but to hear your feedback and your ideas and, and or you letting me know that you've watched the upload and i can't wait for the next ones to fly that's enough it keeps mm. me plodding on it really does and it warms my heart every single time i read it so <laughs> please keep them coming seriously yeah. <laughs> keep flooding them in because it keep is, warm in his heart. Keep warm in my heart. It's getting cold now. It's, yeah. it's still winter. <laughs> but no, it's just really good. And I've don't get me wrong, our platform's not massive, but I would definitely like to. I will say we are um, we are new, we are unique, and we are different. And we are different because number one, you got me, and you got Brett. Two different ends of the spectrum. He's very methodical in what he does in life, and I'm totally end of that. I'm the opposite of that. It just seems to work well on investigations. He's got the tech. Yeah, we just gel together. Yeah, like said, the chemistry between us is just you know we have a laugh. It's you know it's not all serious, and that's what we do. We just have a general laugh, and then obviously get some great evidence in between. Hundred ten percent, totally agree with everything you said there. And also, when you've got a team that does work well together, and you've got Michelle that also she's definitely part of the team. Mm. Um, and then you add that to a location and. 
and you're going to that location for the main reason of finding that paranormal activity, that content, that proof of life after death, it just seems to fit into place. And then when you edit it and put it up for the general public to um, view, decipher and think what they want to think, and then I get the feedback that we do, it just A, B, C and D just add together. It's just perfect for me and that's how it should be. We're not a massive organisation, we're not huge on any level, shape or form and there's a lot of production companies out there that are massive but when you compare the evidence that we get to what they get i believe we win hands down and i always will you look at ghost adventures you can watch a 45 minute episode of ghost adventures and they may only get one evp and even still that'll be a class c and below it's not perfect yeah or if it is perfect brilliant but that's near enough what you'll get with us the amount of care and attention that goes into an edit the 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 viewing of all the evidence takes hours and hours and hours. Oh, yeah. people, people don't realise, obviously. It's all right, yeah, it's like, oh, I watch this video on YouTube, it's an hour long. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's long, that's the last long. It's like, well, going through all the footage, editing it, like, say, you, obviously, you do all that. Time so you're talking, just going through your evidence, you're talking, like, what, 12 hours, just going through before you just start to edit. Just before you start to edit, and then you've got another... Process. And you've got to timestamp stuff you've caught before quickest, you put it into the edit. The quickest thing is the edit, mm. believe it or not. The quickest thing is the edit. Yeah, so looking through it all in... Um, Pulling out, because I've got another pad. I think it's in that drawer, the bottom drawer. If I see a bit of evidence, I have to timestamp it. Yeah, and then so, I go back. Yeah. So when you put it into you cut it editor, into it, you can just cut straight away. Yeah. So yeah, so I know exactly where it is. Yeah. Yeah. In my head, I think, oh, it's going to save me hours and hours of work. It doesn't. It saves me minutes. But that's how generally how yeah, I like you get to used do it. to it. Though it's just one of the things. It is, and people mm. edit differently. People do it differently, mm. and people use different um, software than what I use and stuff. Yeah. Like that. So it's all different. Um, but in all fairness, though these big companies out there like i was saying before they they have big budgets they have fantastic um equipment and they have zach bagans yeah. they have presenters that look the part the muscles fit the face fits the voice fits everything just friggin yeah, you fits. can tell he's getting a lot more money now from the series one oh yeah it, <laughs> it looks totally different he's <laughs> yeah. got a tesla he's got god knows what and his teeth are straightened <laughs> Yeah, but they were at the start, though, were they? I mean, look at Aaron. Aaron was like fucking 15 stone of a weight. Oh, and yeah. Look at him, he's not on him now. Oh, no. so, and you know, it's on this podcast, we always go back to Ghost Adventures. It's our passion, though, Ghost Adventures. It's where it all started from. I just thought I'd mention it, because yeah. I think if you go for every podcast, it's always a bit in there. I know. We love Ghost Adventures, yay! <laughs> got a little picket hanging out of our hand. Can we collab with you? Imagine that. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'll be dribbling, I tell you. Freaking hell. No, but it's seriously, I just think all these production companies do have big budgets, uh, but they have to have certain content to uh, to uh, to compensate for them big budgets. Basically, uh, when you cut that budget out, does that necessarily mean that you're going to cut all the evidence out? No, does it? Heck, and that's where us come in, people like us, um, and, and we, we still provide that content because we thoroughly love it, enjoy it, and um, that's where I, I stand at the moment. There's another thing, though, I must admit, that I've realised... Do you know what was about the bullying? I was on about the bullying thing. Yeah. Now, this is not down the same path as bullying, but I've noticed one thing that never hardly happens. You will never see, you know, like other paranormal teams that work like with us. Yeah. Uh, or doing the same thing. As oh, us. doing the same thing, yeah. yeah. Oh, do you mean like them like trying to sabotage someone else's No, 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 no. I have never, well, and I do it, and I'll explain why I do it. Well, I'm exactly the same. So, I... It's kind of like bullying, but it's not. Right. I will never promote another paranormal team on my pl- platforms. Oh, right, I get you. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't want them to get any clout from what we've got. Yeah. Or if someone, or we lose subscribers and they go across thinking that they're better than us. Mm. 
but you'll never get it where the promoters never oh no yeah never in a million years like when i've put i've unless you collab with them unless you collab with them they'll promote, and they're yeah. on, their, but, on their um visual equipment yeah that, but they've got to i reckon like you say like because i watch other paranormal groups on youtube you know haunted founders and stuff like that that's um, another thing i'm gonna blab i'm gonna blab, i'm gonna but I mean, they'll probably watch our stuff. But again, I don't promote them. I'd... No. I don't know. Do you only do know no, what? No, but you have you know, but you have watchers don't you? Where they don't not subscribe on YouTube. The um the um analytics. I've got everything. I know. I'm gonna blag their man now. Right. So first of all, we'll start with Instagram. Instagram. I've got the dashboard. On the dashboard, it tells me my top fifty um, users that view most interactive like, views and things like that yeah. all that now i've looked at all that um and i look at it daily because it's more curiosity than anything mm. else now i'm close to other paranormal groups to a certain extent where they keep messaging saying do you want to clap do you want to clap do you want to clap which is fair enough and one day it will happen yeah when we can get around to it and get some a location started and this that either but then i'll look at my socials they don't either follow or view or look at any of it. Well, these paranormal teams who are asking to collab? Every one of them. Uh, and then I also look at the YouTube. But they just contact you, like DM you, and then... Yeah. And I look at the YouTube. They don't even subscribe to our YouTube. So uh, I've messaged them, a few, a few of them back saying, but you're not on any of our socials, and you don't follow, or you've not watched any of our videos, because every time someone watches a video, I can tell. Yeah. And they don't reply back, because they know they don't. And I know why they don't do it. Why, why do you think they don't do it? Well, watch our videos. Well, there's, there's facts here. Number one, they want to collab. Now, nine times out of ten, you'll have a paranormal team that want to collab for one main reason. Clout. That's the main reason. Mm. They want to collab because they know you're doing something that they want to do or your evidence that you've captured is really good or good to a certain or extent. Or like you say, get the subscriber up. Yeah. Get the subscribers up on their channel because obviously they've got... Yeah. Well, the other, the other team they're collabing with have got a few more than... Yeah. Then. So if I put like a, a black thing on your arm and it sucks blood, what, what, what are they called? Um, leeches, leeches, yeah, yeah, oh, so, yeah, yeah. so they're they are. leeching for the subs. That's all they are. That's all they are. Well, so, they're leeching for the fans, basically. Yeah, um, but they they probably won't get much evidence. But they'll use the collab episode evidence, gain. even though if we captured it, mm. you've edited it, and you've done it on our channel. Yeah, they'll say, "Oh, we was collab with them," so yeah. then they'll use that. Yeah, I get so that's the reason why you'll get these collaborations come forward. So I'm not, I'll, honestly, I get three or four a week. No, I'm lying, a month, but I'll say a weekly commitment. <laughs> a month smart. Um, and they said, do you want to collab? Do you want to collab? And at first of all, I'm like, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll try and sort something out. And then I'll, I'll look into the background of it. And yeah. Why it is. yeah, it's good to be looked rare, though. I cause... also look because I, I do it myself. Now, in, in the UK, we have a few paranormal, um, I'll, I'll call them organisations. We can't call them companies. Well, they might be companies because they might be earning off it. We yeah. are a company because we don't earn figure all of it. So I'll call them organisations broad spectrum just for argument's sake there's uh there's two the Ouija brothers now they are big and then we've got haunted founders now yeah. i follow personally i follow both of them yeah i do yeah i follow both of them on my youtube channel so hdc follow them and my personal channel which you do as well don't yeah you? i also follow them on all my socials which you do as well don't yeah you? i do yeah so we follow and we watch their content 110 percent because they're good at what they do yeah yeah uh, i learn from them so the way they edit I will look at. Oh God, you've got me on one now. You, you just have to look at me. It, it gets me out of world. So what I'll do is I'll look at Haunted Finders edits and I'll look at Ouija Brothers edits. Um, so before even HCC ever started, 
I was not editing, so I didn't really look that far into other people's edits. I didn't. Yeah, you just watched it. Yeah, I just watched it and enjoyed it, and that was it. Turned off. Different points where they maybe cut that part and stuff. I'm so I'm a stickler for it. So you'll see the video totally. I know when they're cut. I know when they've dubbed over it. I know when the overlay is supposed to kick in or when it's supposed to kick out. I know everything because I've done it myself. So I'm really cool in every fucking thing they're doing. <laughs> and when they do a mistake, I'm like, boom, I know, I caught yeah. it, I caught it. But the main fact is they've got a certain amount of evidence and their aura on screen is enough to keep me coming back every time, which it does to every other person that watches their content. That is definitely fair enough, but that's yeah. the reason why I watch it. So I support and I, uh, I watch their content for that many reasons. I enjoy it. So that's another paranormal group enjoying another paranormal group doing it yeah yeah but you'll never find it if we're around with us i always get approached from paranormal teams that are wanting to leech or they've watched our content and liked it that much where they think they can gain something from it yeah and so quite a few of my tenors say no and a few of them i'll say yeah we'll look into it but nothing ever gets done because i know we're going to get to where we are and where we're going to get through our hard work pure hard work pure determination and wanting to do well and to achieve well and not leech of other people yeah. don't get me wrong if you're with brothers <laughs> all horny founders came and approached us do you want to collab like, yes mate I'd have my tail in my hand about <laughs> straight away let's go I'll be fucking straight there but that's because I already watch their content yeah and I already yeah, view it what it doesn't do. seem as bad yeah because yeah. we watch it we enjoy what they do we know what they do so for them to come and approach us to collab, it's privileged. like, yeah, we'll be privileged, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because the amount of subscribers I've got, I mean, you're talking, Hornet fans, 85, eight, over 80,000 subscribers. I and I mean, Ouija Brothers at 60, aren't they? I don't, I, I don't just want us to collab with them just to try and, like you're saying, like leeching subscribers. It's not about that. It's about, because we, we oh, enjoy no, no, watching no, no. them. No. I like to, I, I'd like to Brilliant. personally be in the same room and do what they do. That part I agree with, but the first part I disagree with. Yes, I want to collab. Well, and yes, I want to collab because I know I want to get something. Cool. Yeah, but the difference but that's is not the main the point. The difference is though, Brett, we watch their content. Yeah, we have true. Done for years. Yeah, we also follow their content. We've never shied away from that. No matter in the same field, we've never shied away. But all these teams that are coming and approaching us, yeah, we don't not follow following. our content. Yeah, don't watch our content. What it is they've heard our name, they've checked our subs, um, on our view counts to pair videos, something very minute, mm. and want to jump on the ship. And anyone that jumps on the bandwagon with me gets washed off. Yeah. Whereas if they were to purchase Ouija Brothers and Haunted Founders, we've got a right to collab with them because we, we, we follow them. Yeah. We follow them. We watch their content. We are a, a supporter. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we do support them. Yeah, 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 definitely. So I, if you're listening out there, Ouija Brothers and Haunted Founders, <laughs> give us a, give us contact a, me in my email. Yes, yeah, give, give us a DM. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know what I'm like. I got into a random. Content is great. It's really good. I really yeah, it is. It. it really good. It really is good. But I do daily, hourly, even sometimes, envision where I'd like us to be, um, and it's nowhere like not achievable. It's it's like very minimalistic. No, it's definitely achievable. It's just a case of it's just time. That's all. It's it's just it's building. It's 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 basically you can put it in context. It's like when you go to an investigation. You've got to build up the energy mm. for something to interact or you know happen, and it's the same with this. The same with YouTube. You've got to give it time for it to build up and build up and build up, and then before you know it, you'll like, be at your you'll be at your goal, like, and then after that, it'll just be like, oh, forget another subscriber, it's fine. It's like paranormal foreplay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, it was just stuck in my head that I was waiting for you to shut your mouth so I can say paranormal foreplay, but it is. Mm. It, it is. Mm. I, to I totally, totally agree. 
No, I do agree. I do I do love it and um, I do have these goals and aspirations and things set in my head and I do believe wholeheartedly that we will get to where I believe we deserve to be. Um, but again, it takes time. But what people have got to remember and I think they probably already do because they might have followed us from the start. We started with zero. Niente. Yeah. Nothing. We, we had, had two cameras. No, two rubbish cameras anyway. It was like Ghost Avengers again. <laughs> yeah. Three cameras. One destination, three best mates. That's uh, that is very similar to what we are. Yeah. We start with nothing, no equipment, no very basic EVP recorder, no social, <laughs> nothing. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 yeah, everything was just basic, and then no episodes on the YouTube until obviously that the grey one got done, and that was obviously the first. Episode. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it went from there. It's all been slow going, but it's been a, a steady pace where it's um it's been achievable, but more importantly, very very enjoyable. And I think if you get them two aspects in at the same time. And you've got two guys that do work well on and off screen. You kind of want to a good mix. And then, of course, at the third mix, which is like a football game, the crowd is the third man. So when the two teams are playing on a, on a pitch and they're trying to beat each other, the, the crowd is the third man. And the third man in our field is you got your guys' comments and you guys uh, watching our, our content um, and, and commenting back and communication and this, that, the other. That's, that's the feedback. Yeah, but definitely. yeah, I... I I thought I'd just uh, blab on, but we will go on to... I do to... have an announcement to make. Oh, 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 Wait there, let's oh, just go back at oh, Wait there, let's have a sip of my wine. One sec, one sec. All the phones, ladies and gentlemen. We have an announcement from the Brexter. Bearing in mind, this guy looks, acts, and he is Zap Bagans. Number two, the announcement is of a two, Brett. So, oh, do yeah, you want the good news or bad news? I don't know. Bad news. <laughs> bad news first? Mm-hmm. Right, okay. So, the bad news is... We um, was going to be doing a charity event. Oh. However, God. the location um, that I was going to do it at yeah. this year has now been deemed as unsafe and is now closed, which is Skidbrook. Due to the bad weather. Due to the bad weather, yeah, storms Damage apparently. Storm. Um, yeah, storm so yeah, that, that is the bad news. The good news is... I had this good news. No. Oh, yeah, you might have done actually, yeah, when I come in. So the good news no, is... Tell me. What? You didn't tell me Jack when he came in. He said, yeah. oh, I've got... I've got a... No, the good news is I'm having a Sunday dinner today. <laughs> is that it? Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was pinning my hopes for a turn. I said, I'm leaving this franchise. I can't be asked of it anymore. I'm done with you. I'm done with this. I just thought after last week when you said, oh, you had a Sunday dinner. I was like, no, I had one today. Jesus, me and Joseph. I'll do that. <laughs> I do apologise, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. The person next to me has definitely lost the plot. It's nothing to do with me and nothing to do with HGC, so I will not be accountable for his actions. But we will move on. The questions. We have got various of questions that have been sent in. Uh, well, we've got, I've worked far down. There's a few more, but I've worked far down because we're already at 56 minutes already. <laughs> so this first question, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to put this up first because I like this question. And I've read it and I've worked this out, so I kind of have in my head what I'm going to say. Oh, I've got to think. But Brett's got to think. <laughs> when Brett thinks, I get blood on my carpet, so yeah. his nose starts bleeding. So uh, him and thinking do, do not match. Go on then, read the question. Right, so the first question. Oh, I forgot to put the names though. So I do apologise. If you hear your question, I'm sorry, I forgot to put your names. But the first question is, if you could choose three people, alive or dead, to do an investigation at a most haunted location in the world, who would it be and why? So three people, rather alive or dead? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, so, yeah. def- I'd definitely take Aaron. Oh, di- no, yeah. no, 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 no. Don't go down that stupid <laughs> route. You're going for a fellow paranormal. No, so I can't, I can't use paranormal. Right. Let- I'm not going to read the question out again. 
because you've already heard it. Yeah. You've got people alive and dead. So yeah. you've got Queen for Christ's sake. Oh, no. You've got <laughs> Michael Jackson. See, I was going to say that, that was my next one. Michael no, it Jackson. Wasn't. Yes, it was. Go on. I'll let yeah, you speak. Yeah, so Aaron. Uh, what's his surname? Aaron or Goodwin. Goodwin, that's the one, yeah. Aaron oh, Goodwin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Michael Jackson. Um, oh, what's the wrong on the third one? Kevin Bridges. Who the hell is Kevin Bridges? Comedian. I say. <laughs> yeah. So I'd say it then because I'd like Kevin. Well, Aaron there because I am a massive fan of Aaron. It, it does make me laugh. Um, and I'd like to work alongside him anyway. Michael Jackson. Um, it was one of my all-time favorite artists. Um, Ow. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe show him the moonwalk. Yeah. Um. And then Kevin Bridges, um, I do like him as a comedian. So funny. Um, I think he's Scottish. But just to have a comedian there, just to get their reactions and um, some of their responses from anything happening would be quite amusing. I think a comedian on an investigation would be funny, but would you want to be laughing on an investigation? That's the thing. No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying he's going to be rocking up jokes. I mean, he's going to, just his reactions and, you know, and just some like little sad comments from those reactions, what he's had, like, oh, you're jumpy. And, and say something, you know, stuff like that. Snap, snap, quick reaction. Yeah, 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 yeah. So mine would be, first of all, Kevin Hart. Do you know who he is? Wrestler, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a comedian. He's been looked as a. Oh, Kevin Hart, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, I don't watch wrestling. I never have. But yeah, he's a he's a, he's a comedian <laughs> slash um, film star. So yeah, more yeah. than that. Um, Real small. Real small, <laughs> yeah. But he's so hilariously funny. Yeah. I've always wanted to watch, watch him in stand-up, but because he's American, and very much American-based, mm. you, know, you have to fly over there, so it's a bit, bit, bit of a pain and very expensive. So he'd be the first one. The second one, I know it sounds stupid, but it leads on to the second one. Um, the Rock, Dwayne Johnson. Oh, and yeah, because yeah, they've been in the film. They, they are fantastic together. They bounce off each other like me and you do. Yeah. But they're very much the same. Um, and... He's a big statue of a man, but I know damn well you putting him in a paranormal atmosphere. You'd soon see him change. You'd soon see him change, and I think I'd love to see that be good for camera. And then I'd also look for the beauty side of it. So I've got an infatuation for two females in my life. Number one, Cheryl Cole, but she's going to take a back step. Right. I think so. Cheryl's not coming on the investigation. Cheryl's not coming. (laughs) Sorry, Cheryl. Contact me, DM me, and we can try and sort some out a little bit. (laughs) But I think the most beautiful woman I think I've ever seen in my entire life is two. There's Cascada. She's really, she never ages. And there's Schneider Twain. Oh, she's aged now, Cascada. That's all last year. Oh, she? Yeah, she looks really old now. Oh, I'll go with Schneider Twain then. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I was, I was like, what? Have you seen Schneider Twain? She's Not recently, like, no. in her 50s. And she is... Absolutely phenomenal. She's got the voice of an angel, but unfortunately now she's lost her voice now, so she can't sing for a living. Oh, she? Yeah, she lost it about two years ago, I think. She had something wrong with the foot, her voice. Um, and she, she, yeah, she lost it, but her singing is, is fantastic. But I watched a documentary on her. Um, it was like an hour's long. To know She did a massive um, concert in America. Um, I want to say Ohio, mm. America. One of the biggest ones she's ever done. Yeah. And it showed her designing the whole set the whole production behind the set and everything in between she wanted to be in everything and i was like what a woman 
what a woman. If she can do this and orchestrate what she wants because she's got a vision. Yeah. I want her on my on my investigation. <laughs> so it'll be um, Shania Twain for the third one. But if there were to be a, a, a silent fourth one, just in case, I would probably go with Michelle Keegan. Michelle yes, Keegan. Yes, choice. She has got the biggest soft spot in my heart. If you are listening, Michelle, I know you are a valid listener and you always listen to all my podcasts. Uh, please contact me. I'm sure we'll, we'll definitely sort something out. But Michelle Keegan, uh, and that's pure to the fact is I like the content she does. She's absolutely beautiful inside and out. And I just think it would be just good to get a woman's perspective on a paranormal experience. Mm, yeah. So yeah. that's my answer question. That's the answer. Next one. Um, what is the most enjoyable event to date that has happened on either an investigation or for After Dark? Hmm. So you can go first, Brett. On an investigation? Well, it's, it's either on an investigation or, or after, after Dark, as in After Dark. The most enjoyable. Enjoyable event? Um... What stands out from everything that we've done, Rio? Is there a moment that stands out? There must be a little moment that stands out for you. I think just us in general. That's not an answer. <laughs> that covers the whole year that we've been doing it. Brett, use your noggin. I'm trying. For a guy who's got a brain, you don't like to use it very often, do you? No, Don't want to answer first. Give you... Yeah, give me some pointers. Right, all right, I'll give you some pointers. <laughs> so I have, I have two. So my first one would be climbing into a coffin uh, in Degray Street. Oh, that was good. Though. Only purely for the fact that this coffin was actually originally used to transport bodies from um, the morgue to the burial location. Yeah. So there was bodily fluids in this coffin, which sounds gruesome, and it, believe me, it was gruesome, but the the owner tried cleaning it. So you can have that. There's a smell of bleach to it oh, yeah, yeah, it's not it didn't make it any better really because you could still see the physically mm. see the stains but in my head i can safely say i've climbed into a a coffin that has actually been used to transport bodies and for a lot of years it's been over 150 bodies have been transported in it apparently from what the owner said yeah whether it's true was, we don't yeah. know but looking at the state of it probably was true yeah um so i wanted to climb in that so that's my memorable experience on an, an event regarding after dark my most memorable one, I would say, and to this day is um, editing, starting to edit. So when Mark took a step back and I took a step forward, I was a blank canvas. I did not know anything, and I probably still don't know anything. Everything I don't, to be honest with you. But I was such a blank canvas, and it was such a big leap into something, the unknown, a leap into the yeah. unknown. Um, I didn't know how or where to go about doing it, and literally, YouTube was my best friend. And I researched the hell on YouTube at how to edit, what platform to use, um, platform, what software to use, sorry. And now I'm at this stage, which I think is a lot better than what it was when I first started. So editing would be the uh, the After Dark event. Brett? I'm still thinking. <laughs> oh, God. I think. Oh, you're funny. I thought I was just thinking then, and I was like, that was... You said about the coffins. What? So you're technically saying you enjoyed going in the coffin? Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, yeah, because if you're going to a pub or you're going to a, a family event and you ask the question, what's the most memorable thing you've ever done? And it all went round the table and it came to me and I said, I've climbed it and I told the story. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Everyone's yeah. going to say, bye, Jesus, Mary and Joseph, that's something you don't do every day. Well, to be fair, if someone said that, asked me that question... Um, they have just asked you that yeah, question. Yeah, I know, yeah. I mean, on another scenario. Um, I probably would say because I'm obviously quite proud of myself for doing it. 
Um, there we go. <laughs> no, it's nothing major. Um, was literally staying in DeGray Street in that room on my own in the full building. Oh, for your first 20 minutes of solo. Yeah, which I was, I was, re- I didn't want to do it. You nah, know, for a fact, I didn't want to do it. I did see it on the um, video looking back that like he was nervous. But then, considering I was like, say, if someone said, oh, yeah, a uh, haunted house and sat in the house. And it was our first, first investigation. First yeah, night there yeah. that you did it. No, it was, no, I think we've been there twice. Uh, that was the second time we've been there. But even still, that's. Yeah, that's maybe still new to Yeah, yeah. Is it? And the history behind the Grey Street, obviously. You look like anything. Oh, I've never known a fully grown man swallow so much. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, honestly, when I look back at the editing and I, and I look back at the EVP, it was just a fantastic watch. Every question you asked f- was followed by about five or six. Oh, definitely. Was that dry. <laughs> yeah. And it's just it made it so much more believable watching it. Mm. And you know, the the only worst part of that whole thing was the camera failed. Oh, it did, yeah. So the camera fell, yeah. so I can only hear your voice. I couldn't actually physically the, see you. Yeah. yeah. Which, to this day, is a killer, and this is the main reason why we upgraded our equipment straight away, near enough after the Great Street, well, I did anyway. Because mm. the camera equipment you had there was just prone for having its mind of its own, and, and you don't want that on in any investigation, the camera equipment just turning off. Yeah, not the yeah. Otherwise, that's it. It's just all that evidence you've captured. Spoiled the whole whole lot. So that's the um, that's the uh, the event. What about the After Dark? Um, I've got one for you. I mean, I can answer this for you, and this is my personal opinion. But I'm going to wait for you to answer because the general public are sitting everywhere. The, the Brexter, <laughs> they're waiting. Everyone's poised. So an enjoyable moment for after dark. Yeah. I don't think there's been one enjoyment. No, there has been one. <laughs> no, I said <laughs> there we go. I said that wrong. This is where it all comes no, up, ladies and gentlemen. There's no, there's not been a specific just one occasion. I think just with HCC in general, like one thing, it's brought us closer together. We talk, you know, pretty much daily now. Yeah, but you don't like it though. Well, no, you just said that. You don't. Uh, just said that reply straight away. You know? No, because you always say um, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm always busy, always busy, always busy, busy. Um, and like you know, like I say the way it's the, the way it's come to, like I say you've learned the editing, so you know leaps and forwards, HGC, and you know bounds, leaps and bounds, leaps and bounds, leaps and bounds. <laughs> I would say, right, you're always correcting me. No, and <laughs> I would say, I would say, right. I just heard someone in my ear saying, oh, Dave, can you give your perspective on it? <laughs> From my outside perspective. I would say my, uh, this question again, but what I think about you. I think, yeah, definitely the solo investigation of the Grey Street, that was definitely a memorable moment because I didn't think you were going to do it. Um, and I think if it was to be an event, it would be a series of events. The Me making you jump sometimes by mistake, sometimes on purpose, is a very, very good event. I love that. It's very funny, and it makes. But sometimes I just like would trip over and stuff. I just did that on purpose. Yeah. Okay then. Um, but I think the after dark event, I would say 110 percent at this moment in time is your tech that you've been building. I think the SLS Mm. has prevailed, and I think that music box is fantastic. And I think for something that didn't take particularly long, didn't cost very much money, but still took your attention because you building that SLS. And that music box get more attention than me messaging you. <laughs> it does, and it did. So you spent a good well, a couple of weeks on both of them. Mm. I've got to wait a couple of weeks to get a reply. When I do get a reply, it's I'm busy. I'm busy. Oh, up. I'm busy. Yeah. <laughs> I'll ask you a question, and I won't get a reply. And then I'll say to you when I see you the next time, why didn't you reply? Oh, I didn't think it deserved an answer. Cheers, pal. It didn't been, need a response. I've just been sat there for two weeks waiting for a response. <laughs> you know what I mean? So the effort went into both bits of kit and both bits of kit. I've definitely prevailed. Now, 
I'm saying that for a reason because we did the revisit of Manchester Arms only a couple of was it a couple of nights ago? Yes, it was. Maybe more than that. I've done my set forward work now, so it might be. Yeah, well, yeah. Nearly a few well. days ago. Just yeah, a few, few days, days ago. ago. <laughs> yeah, a few days ago. And the SLS that Brett built. Bear in mind, it did fail on the first visit. Yeah, due to um, one of the battery issues, was it? I think it was due to me. <laughs> I think it was, yeah, just. I just turned it off when I did. Operator error, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't let it process. But this this next one, um, wow. We made sure it was working for all. Yeah, night. and we. I had we, it literally in front of me all night. We did pick up a fair few figures, and they were very substantial to the point where we said, um, I could physically see it on the screen. I was like, "Can you put your arms in the air?" We are, yeah. And that was amazing. Yeah. You, you are a response. You are reacting to it. We did it at the same yeah. time. Yeah. I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> and all I saw was James's face drop because <laughs> yeah. he was in the chair next to it, and his just face just dropped. It's like, yeah. "Oh my god, what are they seeing?" And I'm not. It, but yeah. James was brilliant. And uh, if you if you've not seen um, Manchester Rams on, please please go and watch it. James is the manager of the pub. Now we've known James for a fair number of years. Yeah. And we're very lucky to get. Um, unprecedented rights to this pub but because he's manager he's allowed it but the guy is fantastic through and through every inch of him is, is brilliant and he was a skeptic before we'd come along he, he wanted to be a believer but he was very much a skeptic but seeing this guy's face because oh, he forgets just changes, just like that, if right. he gets the cameras on him yeah. he's wearing infrared so he can just see my red light yeah. like with his naked eye but it's just the way his face oh, just changes as soon as that happens like that music box as soon as it goes off his just face just drops and he'll always hear a response like um, oh James next to you oh cheers for that Dave thanks yeah. for that mate and he, he gets a bit disappointed in himself yeah. but that SLS though it, it prevailed massively and then the Manchester Rounds be um, edits before that the location before that when we went there previously it was the music box that uh, prevailed so and that was the first time we used the music box I mean yeah. like I said on the first episode of the podcast but I did test it in different scenarios in my house but it's still not the same as taking it on investigation would you no totally no I agree and it, it just think you've got a location you've got one bit of equipment that prevailed on one and one that prevailed on the other and it's just I think that pretty, pretty much is um, your after dark experience in general I think you've done real well with that I totally forgot what to be honest <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the equipment, I just think yeah. you take them bits of equipment out oh yeah well, you know yeah, what I mean you're going to lose yeah well well, no, we're not. Well, not back to basics. No, I mean, we've got you know, everything else, but I just like think... A, like a basic start-up, you know, of an EVP recorder, a camera. Because that's all you need. Yeah. Like we said, that, that question we didn't what yeah. you need to start with is an EVP recorder, EMF detector, and an IR camera. Then everything else will come as and when. In, yeah, in with it. But I just do think them two bits of equipment that you've mm. designed. The fact that you've designed them, that's mm. what I like. You've designed them and uh, they've been tested and they prevailed. And... Now we're into the March month, uh, we will be going to um, our all-night sleepover in the prison. Uh, yes, we will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should have seen that grin from Bet's face then. <laughs> so, having that... So looking forward to this location. Oh, I don't know, I can't wait. A solo and a cell for you. Maybe in for I me did as well. A, uh, oh. I mean, I'll do the same. Um, on the same cell? <laughs> well, no, the same cell. I'll do a different one. I'm trying to spit it out. I was joking, it wasn't be solo. <laughs> <laughs> no, and uh, I think having them two bits of equipment on... On the location, it's just it just nah, it makes it stand out. At the end of the day, it really does, and I think it's make, it makes it easy for us doesn't it, to get the evidence we're trying to get. You know, in some in some sense, it does because if you don't have the right equipment and you go on an investigation, you're going to be picking up like if you don't have an EVP recorder, um, you go and buy your naked ear right, yeah. or your camera audio. If they don't pick it up, the EVP recorder has got such a sensitive set of mics on there. It can pick up the lower tone spectrum yeah. of the voice that you can't necessarily hear with it ears. But then if you haven't got an EVP recorder and you hear something on a location, you think, oh, my camera's probably picked that up. You go on the toilet and it's not there. It's like, well, yeah. I've not got an episode. Oh, man, I've had that so many times. But I've heard something in my ears. 
I've looked on the video camera. I know which audio. point it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. Like, so nothing's yeah. there. Yeah. And then I've looked on the EVP record and it's clear as day. And you're like, wow, Jesus, man. Yeah. It shows you, doesn't it? It shows yeah. that EVP record is very, very sensitive and very good at what it does. But yeah, so anyway, we'll keep blabbing on that question. But that's answered, I believe, anyway. So thank you very much for your question. I'm sorry, I, I forgot to write your write name down. But if you've heard the question uh, and you've heard the answer, then thank you very much. Uh, next question. <laughs> <laughs> Do ghosts and spirits judge when or if they see us naked? Now, I did mention this in the last podcast, and I think this is where this... I know this is a gentleman's question, because yeah. you've seen it as well on Instagram. Another thing I've I was looking back at our last podcast, my pronunciation is absolutely atrocious. I don't pronounce Instagram as an Instagram. I go in no, I go Instagram. It's not it's Instagram. Yeah, it's Instagram, yeah. Insta. But when I look back on the previous edit, I was going Instra Instra. What the freaking hell is Instra? Anyway, that's another story. So my pronunciation will get better over time, believe it or not. It's all learning care. Yeah, learning care <laughs> Just speak. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Um, I would hazard a guess. It's a very valid guess. Um, oh, I don't know, Judge. I don't know. I don't think it works. Well, it depends. If you've got a residual energy, it's not going to see you anyway. It's just repeating itself, isn't it? A residual energy. Yeah, a residual, residual energy might not, but if you've got a, a direct spirit within the location with you, that's literally communicating there and then. I mean, we, we need to remember what spirits see and what they feel. So we see spirits primarily as either a full figure apparition which is very very good to see yeah or an, a ball of energy um an orb yeah so do they see us like that are, we, are they seeing exactly the same thing no i think i think a spirit are we just if, communicating as energies either no i that? think a spirit i mean there's no proof of it but i think a spirit would see us just like if there was a spirit behind us now in your room they see us full figure what makes you think that then i don't know i just so right, let's just get this, let's go back a step there. You're on a podcast, so your voice regenerates down this mic. I know how it and, works. Yeah, and, and content people and viewers. But I just, and, yeah, but there's no proof to what I've just said. But, but you just know. answered a question. Yeah, but that's what I think in up. my head. No, that's what I give you a reason why you think that. That jacket you're wearing is grey. Do you know why I think that? Because it's freaking grey. It I can see grey. It in my eyes. Yeah, yeah. no, that's my reason for it. <clears throat> no, because obviously we we obviously when we try to find spirits. We just see, like, say, the energy or an orb of light, because that's what they prevail uh, uh, an apparition, which mm -hmm. is like a uh, like a see-through kind of apparition. Mm -hmm. So you still see the full the, the the full body on an apparition, and the head, the face, you know, the legs, everything like that. But obviously, yeah. it's just faded a little bit. It's like a if you was I mean, I've never saw myself in my life, like, but uh, in my head, it would be like a misty type apparition. So pr pretty much like black and white. So I'm I'm assuming them there in this room. They just see us as we are now in colour. Right. So when we go on investigation mm -hmm. and we we do what we do and we do well, and I turn around and say to you, "Can I bet I've just caught a real good orb in front of my screen and my camera?" And then we check the audio back on the EVP, and it says, "Hi, I see you." So we've seen that spirit as an orb of energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Coming by, we'll what by the camera. Gives you the idea that they're going to see us as a full figured person. When we're seeing them, like what I've just mentioned. I don't know. I, don't, I can't explain it. Another question. When you look at all the paranormal evidence captured over the 100, I'd say 80 years, properly with a. No, less than that. I say that's 50 years because technology's progressed enough to be yeah. able to see it. How many times have you actually seen a full figured apparition where you think, geez, Mary Joseph, I can see the uh, imprint on his jeans? 
Oh no, you'd never see that you much detail. No, no. So what makes you think that they can see us, like me and you, looking at each Cause other? Because we're, we're here living. I don't know. I, I can't explain. Honestly, I cannot explain it. But in my head, that's what I think. We can see them as that. I think they'd see that as... I so, one-to-one now, so you're So you're trying to say that. So so what you're saying is that they're just seeing our energy, what we what we. I believe they're seeing what, they're, what we see what of we them. What we when trying to build up the... Well, when when we hear a spirit speak and we pick up on the EVP, mm. we hear it via the EVP. We don't hear it. Our, well, sometimes we can hear it. Our yeah, we, yeah. Only just. But it's very rare. Very you will, rare yeah. you will. But you will, you will potentially pick it up. How do you know they're not doing exactly the same on their side? you got to remember, they're on a different plane of life. They were VVP recorders. No, they were. <laughs> but they might, they might do. You don't know. You know. I don't know, but it could be two different planes of life interacting with each other, and there's just that big wall in between. Mm. Well, so when you ask questions, or we ask they're questions... They're hearing it exactly the same way as we're hearing it. To a certain extent, or they might hear it that bit more. I don't know. But we only physically see them in a, a, a ball of energy state, or sometimes, very, very lucky, um, you'll see a full apparition, or... Even if you do, if you do see an apparition, it's always a half, or you see the upper body, mm. or the lower body, or something like that. Yeah, it's very easy to see the full, full, mm. full shebang apparition, you know. Yeah, and nine times out of ten, if you ask anyone that's ever seen it, it's always in the provisional. Yeah, it's never direct. It's never always direct. Like, provisional vision, yeah. where your eyesight's not literally focused on it, but then but when you still eyes, see something. When I saw that shadow figure at the care home, it's like I peripheral saw, vision. I saw vision first. Yeah. As soon as my vision turned, my head turned to it, and I focused on, and my brain then literally milliseconds realised what I was looking at it went from one side of the room to the other and disappeared yeah so I, I couldn't understand where you're coming from don't get me wrong I'll never take that away from you I just well it's my personal opinion yeah, if just, you think yeah, like you think I, that I, day, I, yeah. I, I can't explain it but I, in, in my head that's what I think they'd see to see us as it is now I also think the spiritual life of their own laws and regulations oh you mentioned this today, didn't you? yeah I mentioned oh, you, asked, I you asked I, I, I've always thought it I think I think, do you know, I mean, I might have watched too many films in my life, I don't know, but do you know, like, what's that film with Jim Carrey and, and Morgan Freeman? And he he goes like that and pulls the moon towards him. Oh, um, oh where's God, isn't he? Yeah. Um, oh. Bruce Almighty. That's the one, yeah. Bruce Almighty, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you've finally seen <laughs> a film oh, that I've God, seen. Oh, there we go again. Bruce Almighty just reminds me of the paranormal because... Bruce has to live a life, Morgan Freeman being God, under Morgan Freeman's rules. And if he breaks them, he loses Bruce. Ah, uh, God where you're from now, yes. Yeah. And I just think the paranormal thing is very similar on that same wavelength where the paranormal have a set of rules. Um, what their rules are, we can keep guessing to, this, to the next yeah. 20 years, yeah, we don't yeah, know. But the set of rules might be to not show themselves, or if they do show themselves, not show themselves fully, so it can be 110% where you look like a human being. Yeah. Because you think the people that have said, oh, I've seen that, I've seen an apparition, it looked like just like a human, like the one at Binbrook. Yeah. It looked just yeah. normal. That's only a person here, say. Mm. That's people who knew that there's no cameras in there or there's nothing to visually capture it apart from a person's mind. Yeah. So, so they can show themselves. Maybe that might be a rule and regulation in the upper world. Possibly, yeah. Another thing. Um, and when they make a voice, you never hear a full conversation. No, like, no. Hi, Dave. How are you? It's always, how are you? Or, hi. Or, he's always like, oh, split yes. segments. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. So, maybe that's another rule. Not to have a full-blown conversation. Because if they gave everything that they've got fully, then the paranormal will disappear because everyone will just believe. 
Mm. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. So they want to keep the book saying. open. Yeah. You know what I mean, keep people looking and saying it, and keep people interacting with. Yeah. Spirits. I mean, that's my personal opinion. I mean, other people might have different ideas on it, but that's just some. You didn't even ask me the question, but mm. just, yeah, just my yes. personal opinion. Opinion on it. Um, and last question. Uh, what do you? Th- oh Jesus Christ, man! I keep forgetting. I, I write these down. I've just pretty, pretty much answered it. What do you think it's like on the other side? Brett. Um, By the way, ladies and gentlemen, Brett gets put on the spot. He really does. And you can hear it in his voice. I can see his visual face, so I know Dan when he's on the spot. He's thinking about his Sunday dinner. I'm not. I'm thinking about a question. A, chilling with a can and watching God knows what on TV. Not watching the uh, haunted house. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> on the other side. So on the other side. Well, again, going back to the last question, it's like if it's a residual energy, the other side is going to be exactly the same because you're constantly repeating that scenario um but for the general spirits if they have crossed over i think it'd just be a really bright room not even a room no walls just like you know like you get on top of clouds like bruce almighty when he's up there and he moves the similar, safe yeah similar to that way draws. it's just literally right. it's like it's like a light but it's not a light but it's not white either do you think you think that because you've watched too much paranormal things and they're like predict that it looks like that no no like when people think of ghosts they think of a sheet of the head with two eye holes and the eyes looking through you know what i mean oh no, halloween, no, halloween you think of a pumpkin and christmas you think of a christmas tree no what one always no I yeah, you're saying white room but what gives you the idea it's going to be a white room why do you think there's going to be no pigmentation no pictures or i think i'll go i'll nothing. go for the white room on the basis of when you go to heaven you go through the gates it's just white there so i'm assuming what gives you the idea there's gates of heaven no i mean uh, no but what gives you the idea where does that come from just in general in life growing up if you get an idea something has to predict and give you the idea yeah it'll be like you know you've seen it in films you've seen seen some other stuff so you've seen too much media well no not that and people that's not your personal opinion then is it it's what you believe is right whatever you've seen on tv or something like that so think outside the box think about what you personally think you've been on investigations You've gone to locations. You've you've entwined in what the spirits are trying to p- portray onto you. You've gone to locations where you might feel heavy, or it might feel sad, or it might feel happy and joyful, or this, that, the other. What's that portrayed onto your head? Because it must give you a vision. Because every time I go to a location, I get a vision of either what their life used to be like back in the day. Oh yeah, I do. I'll, I will. If we go to a location, then I was. I'll always think if we get like some responses from the phone things, then I'll think to me while I'm in that location. That spirit's probably if they're in the same room as me, but the room I'm in at the minute is all yes. drawn out. Whereas the room up there in, they'll have everything there, like the chair, the couch, they'll all still be there. Don't you think that you're you're to twenty first century? What do you mean? You've been brought up too much with the media, too much with technology to think outside the box. Mm. You need to do more investigations, big time, to open your mind up, big boy. Big time. Open my mind, dude. Because what you've mentioned is pretty much a film. The white walls, the no pigmentation, the, the the bright light, it's very similar to what a film would portray a spiritual presence to be like. Mm. When you watch a Halloween thing, witches, broomsticks, dark, stormy skies, uh, Christmas, Christmas tree, Christmas lights, Christmas cake, mm. Sunday dinner, um, Christmas dinner, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I've got my man It's a... A, line, a media line that has set things in it to make that person believe in that they're looking at this media line to portray it as Christmas, Halloween, paranormal. Mm. What do you think? What, 
What's your opinion on the question? Of uh, why I think it's what, what it's like on the other side. I personally think when you die and you take your last breath, it goes black. Listen, listen. For a split second. So like when you're knocked unconscious. Yeah. You're black for a split second and you, you're jumping in out of consciousness and then you open your eyes and it's like you're in hospital. So say you're playing a rugby game, you remember going down because you can see the tree underneath the tree. Yeah, yeah, you're looking up. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're, and you see the sky, the next thing you know, it's black and then you open your eyes again, you're in hospital. Yeah, you see like the lights yeah. getting pushed down the yeah. top. Yeah, yeah. So I believe when you die, it's very much like that. But that black part is your energy and your aura leaving your spirit. Even your human body. Even your body, yeah. It has a spirit. And I believe when you open your eyes up again, you're back to your normal life. I do. I, I believe you, and then you live your normal life. You do exactly the same thing what you're doing now. Also, it's going, doing keep, the keep general day by day yeah. stuff, stuff. And I think the relapping <clears> thing comes about when it's you've got such a strong memory, such a strong memory, it can't be entwined out of you. So, mm. like, my strongest memory ever, um, right now to this day, I would say is breaking my wrist when I was playing rugby. I can feel the pain like it was yesterday. Um, and it's always going to be a memory that's relooping. So no doubt if I pass away tomorrow, I will keep relooping that memory of me breaking my wrist. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> or, for example, a, a location that you thoroughly adore. Like, um, my location I thoroughly adore is a, a little pub in Whitby. Really love it. You have this little cobble world, world in Whitby in Hull. In, 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 <laughs> in England, sorry. Yeah. Any viewers that listen outside of England. And it's very, like... Uh, Harry Potter looking like Cobble Road I think I know what you mean yeah I've real little pubs all the way down this little yeah. line yeah it is yeah it goes like sort of in, in, in a bend I think it's like the well smallest pub down there as well I think I'm right. So, yeah. it's right and road. it's Diddy yeah it's, it's really tiny. Diddy we was there when we was at Woody that time I seen that photo of the Abbey um, but that pub was, it was closed at the time yeah and I just remember my, my fondest memories are in, in that pub and I think if I did pass over I might reside in that pub and mm. then we lapped me having a drink Back then, when I went with uh, an, another girl, Kelly, um, mm. I think her name was. Uh, I think it was named Kelly. I can't remember. Long years, a lot of years ago. Um, but I think when you pass over, there's, there's that black spot. Your energy leaves your body, and then I do believe that you just come back onto Earth and relive it. Now, I do believe it's based on uh, you as a person. I don't believe it's. So, for example, if you got shot by the police for a murder, so the police come you've seen you murder someone in the place of shot and you've died mm. i believe then you don't get the choice so if you're a very vicious spirit and you've done something really wrong god will not give you a second chance and i believe you'll go to hell and i believe if you're a really really strong human being and you can prevail that you then come back down demonic uh, right, I'll you know what i mean yeah. because yeah. god can't <laughs> control you and I think you come back down to the earth and you're demonic and you've got that extra you power it, yeah, to control and poltergeist things and move things and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, I always find when I go to locations as well, the more nicer the spirit, the less they can do because they haven't got that energy behind them to to make their voice known, to make things move, to see them physically as an orb. But the more evil you get, like the gentleman in the Manchester Arms pub, mm. you can clearly hear his voice more clear than Beryl's yeah. because he's more evil, more stronger as a human being back when he was alive and i think that comes across in your in your spiritual life as well mm. i mean there's different avenues you can think of there's so many different oh, yeah, ways it's just different... one of the things in it it's no there's no evidence regarding it it's, you know so it's just that's what's uh... that's what's great about it mm. there is no evidence and that's why I so believe... no one no one can ever say you're wrong no hell no the car no that's what i mean well yeah. it's, it's personal opinion but this they can like, say you sound stupid but they can never say you're wrong. i don't give a flying toss if it's no, fair, no. like say it all to the cows come on i don't care this 
this field, this game that we're in now, yes, everyone's got their own personal opinion. But I will safely say my personal opinion comes through all the investigations that I've been doing for the last 12 months of the year, actually. Um, and just me tapping into locations when I go to them. Mm. And it's just little, it's like a jigsaw puzzle. It just little pits just fit together the more locations you go to. That, what I've just mentioned regarding what I believe life is like over the other side, might not be someone's cup of tea. And they might have their own personal opinion, but they might not go investigations. They just might watch too many films like you, but yeah. and that's what's you, you know me. I don't watch films. I don't have time for well, films. What have you watched? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We all know it. Um, so that's give them the uh, the idea of what the paranormal is. But mm. that's where the social media and the media presence and films and universe, everything, all comes entwined to your personal opinion and what goes on in your head. But when you get a, a personal a person doing personal investigations to locations that are renowned for hauntings and poltergeists and, and activity in general and you go to them locations and investigate to get the content to then edit it to put it out on a platform for the general public to then decipher what they want to believe because I've gone to them locations I'm taking a piece away every time I go to each location I'm taking a small piece away yeah. and after a period of time it collectively goes into a little story in my head and so that gives me an idea what I believe the paranormal yeah, yeah. might change probably if I got that same question in 12 months time or 2 years time it could be different, it could yeah. be different because of the locations I've been to but when you go to a location and you entwine and you connect to that location and the activity you pick up you've got to remember I see and feel everything when I do the edit so mm. every voice I pick up don't necessarily go on to the final cut because I know it's not substantial enough, but I physically hear it in my ear. Yeah, yeah. So I remember I've been to the location, but I've also edited the location, so I'm seeing a lot more. You've seen, you yeah, you've seen all the evidence regardless. Exactly. Of yeah. So I'm, I'm hearing replies from spirits that necessarily can't be used on the final cut because they can't be substantial enough for the general public to hear, but I'm also hearing them in my ear. Mm. So I know that full story from the start of the investigation to so us clicking on our recording equipment or video cameras to the right to the very end. Yeah. Whereas you, for example, do not. I'll and the general final public. Edit, but also, and if I've been on location, I'll be on location. You see the final edit, but that's yeah. how I choose to portray that story mm. and what I can physically pick up from that investigation, which is substantial enough for, for you or, and anyone else that watches. Yeah, like you said, the edits are always to do with the story, aren't they? Yeah, they have to, well, yeah. there's a story to every location. Yeah, you, can, yeah. you can never forget that. Because if you forgot your story, you forget the narrative. Mm. The whole paranormal has a narrative, and the narrative, there's a story to every location. That's why spirits say what they say, and that's why spirits do what they want to do. Because they're either in a relapse loop situation, or they've got their own situation story that they want to portray to us, the general living, because they're upset, or they want to pass a message on, or every location between them walls, there is a story. Mm. It's just whether you decide to break away from it enough from your human life and detach to then let the spirits come close enough for for you to understand what exactly what exactly is going on and that's why i believe me and michelle get so much good evidence yeah it's taken me nearly 12 months to start well lying six or eight months before it really started getting really interesting of managing to detach myself completely from my human life i know it sounds stupid but if i've got a bill that i know i've got to pay it will sit in my mind for until it gets paid yeah yeah yeah. yeah. when i go to a location all disappears all disappears the only thing i can vision is what the spirit's life like there what's happened in the past and what I believe is going to get captured tonight mm. and I think that Mich that's Michelle exactly the same she just detaches from her whole life because Michelle goes through a lot of issues like everyone on this godforsaken earth we have issues day to day we yeah, have to yeah. deal with them every single day of our life she goes through exactly the same thing just like the next best person but when we go on investigation when we travel to the investigation we know bantering like crazy like me and you do just bantering left right and mm. centre 
hair issues, my issues, this, that, the other, general talking. Someone's got an investigation. Done, yeah. Straight to town on the It's really weird how it works out. And I've got Michelle on next week. She, uh, the next episode is going to be Suicide House, which to this day is up there in the top three of locations that um, I've personally been to. Bet you've been there yourself, believe it or not. You did a I revisit have, there. Yeah. Did I do the... Uh, that's gone online, that, on it? The revisit? I mean, yeah. No, because nothing happened. It was very quiet. Oh, oh God. That's that previous question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she's on the episode um, next week because we did the Suicide House Part 1 and 2, which was literally one episode, but we just had to split it in. So me and Head did it. Uh, from start to finish, for me climbing through the window to get into the property, to seeing Richard, and which Richard was um, Michelle's ex-partner and, and Michelle herself, stood there in the front room. And then something happens. And again, this will be on next week's episode. But uh, she... Uh, She's phenomenal to have around. She really is. Uh, pain in my ass at times, don't get me wrong, but I've known her for over 12 months now and she's got a heart of gold. But the prime thing is that she's really good at what she does and she didn't get enough credit for what she does, which hopefully after that I can start pushing that onto her a bit more. But she's on next week's episode. Um, I will put a an, an update on the Instagram. I said it right then. On the Instagram um, for, her to, um, for people to send questions to her. She classes herself as a witch and a pagan witch. So she's got different senses and kind of like different powers if you wish to what maybe i've or anyone's got uh, so she can see envision things completely different um and i know there might be a lot of people out there that maybe have something similar is there any questions or anything you want to send in regarding michelle and that uh, or anything investigations that we've done together just bounce them in um, and I'll, I'll ask them um, but again that update will be up on our instagram probably today sunday i'll be in sometime tomorrow tuesday something like that so make sure you can uh, um, check that out. And also the competition that we've got running on there as well. We're still needing another 120 uh, entrants, <laughs> I think. So there's a fair number of people that need to enter before we can close that down and, um, and nominate the winner. So please jump on that if you can. Um, again, any questions regarding anything paranormal or even personal regarding me and Brett or Michelle. Again, fire them in. Honestly, nothing stupid, nothing small. Send them in. And we will answer to the best we can and we'll get him on the next up and coming episodes. Might not be next week, might not be the week after, but we will get him up on the episodes and I will notify you personally via DM when your question will be answered so you can uh, tune in and listen in. But um, I must say, I mean, I've been blabbing on now in 22. Must be the longest podcast I've done so far. In 23 <laughs> minutes, but I thoroughly and undoubtedly love and enjoy this platform. I really do. Um, YouTube is my first love, don't get me wrong, but this one is definitely my second. Just the fact that you can get everything off your chest and just talk and generally just get any anything that's going on in my weird, substantial, tapped mind. Um, it's just good to get. It's just good to release because I know there's a lot of people out there that might listen and might either associate with it or disagree or agree or I don't know whatever you want to decide. But it's just good platform to have to be able to speak about what we do go through in locations. Uh, what we do go through personally and um, what we do go through the paranormal and, and in general everything in between but I would like to say that this unless you want anything else to say but no not everything really yeah. <laughs> I'm just a little tired of listening to you <laughs> am I talking too much again it's just one of your habits you like to talk you like your own voice <laughs> but to be fair yeah it, 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 it's, it's great <laughs> 
you're bullying me on, on air. You're bullying. Bullying tactics. Oh. No, I don't. Um, I would, I'd, I would say this is episode five. Done, dusted. Conclusion. Um, everything's fine, last from my point of view. Um, but please tune into episode six. Episode six next week, Sunday. Uh, we'll be joined by Michelle. Send your questions in, like I've mentioned, and it'll be based on the Suicide House. If you've not watched that episode, please tune into uh, YouTube. Get into our channel. Watch it. Fantastic. Real good episode. One of the best top three in my eyes. But it's been a pleasure for myself. And myself as well. And I'll look forward to speaking again. Probably too much. A lot more. <laughs> next week. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye.